All right, man. We're here. We're, we're doing something pretty unprecedented right now. I don't even think I pronounced that properly. Unprecedented? No, you definitely added an extra. I threw an extra, yeah. Unprecedented. Unprecedented. Yes. Um, What's that? Two podcasts in one week. Yeah. Live two from podcasts the, in one week. The DC blizzard of 2019. We got gifted a wonderful blizzard day and in a newsmaking day. Tell us, Big things happen. Why are we here today? Um, well, no, it's not Bryce Harper. The thing, the topic we last discussed, and probably the number one topic on most DC sports fans' minds, but our beloved Devontae Smith-Pelly, DSP, was placed on waivers today by the Caps. So, meaning that pretty much any team is available to pick him up. And if they don't, um, I guess we will either be able to kind of give him an option to be a free agent or... Go to Hershey and be on our minor league team. Um, and then, you know, the thought for this move is to release him, free up his 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 hit to the cap, um, and then we'll probably be trading another player as, as a piece in a big trade. Um, the Caps have kind of long been linked to shaking up the forward grouping uh, one way or another. Probably not do anything really to the top six, but maybe make it to a bottom six kind of a move. Um, and you know, if you follow the Caps all season long, the fourth line hasn't really been settled. It, it almost there's almost been no games in the last probably 20, 25 games where we've had the same fourth line two games in a row. Even interesting, people keep coming in and out. Um, so it's kind of you know you knew something like this was probably going to happen. Um, Andre Burakovsky has been in the rumors a whole lot, um, but you know DSP has been in and out of the lineup. So I guess it's not a complete shocker, but given that he was such a such an incredible playoff hero for us last year, it definitely stings a little bit, don't you think, Matt? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it certainly prompted us being here right now, right? Like, I mean, I think it definitely got us to 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 get back together again for walk sure. Walk up a pod. snowy, a slushy hill, yeah, and come podcast. Um, yeah, and so we, we talked about how we were going to format this. We went and uh, met over at St. X and had a, uh, a little kind of pregame beer to kind of like figure out, you know, what we how we wanted to attack this. And it was funny. What was supposed to start off as like a DSP highlight reel, quick uh, watch reel of YouTube, just checking out the seven goals from the from the cup run, quickly turned into kind of a, a Caps highlight reel rewatching party. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, we <laughs> kind of got like, sucked right right yeah. into that. Um, and we never really did a formal like caps like recap, and you know I I, I don't know yeah going back and doing one would be we kind of silly. So, but I I think what's I don't know with Smith Pelly leaving, it, it kind of put the spotlight back on that time when we really didn't take much time to reflect upon. Hundred percent. And I think like what you know a way that we may attack it or a way that I see us kind of talking about the caps playoff or in these little chunks. Because it is too much to talk about one podcast. I mean, you would sit there, and we could literally be there for, like, hours just talking about all the different elements and whatnot. Right. And so, as we should have done way back in June. Sure. But we didn't. But, but we're not worried about I mean, that. what a more fitting way to kind of, like, let's take the spotlight, put it back on that, and to talk about the player that is Devontae Smith-Pelly and what he was with his seven goals in that playoff run. And, and honestly, even before you get to the playoffs, just to talk about, you know, that last video we just watched um, – Gosh, I wish we probably should have looked up that guy's name who produced it. Because he had some great cut-ups of it where it's like the team, not the cup-winning team, but the team before was absolutely stacked and loaded, and that was the team to win the cup with guys like Justin Williams, 
uh, Mojo, um, you know, just some other really top forwards on our team. Um, and I think that was the year with Shattenkirk, too. I was going to say that was a Shattenkirk. Yeah, Shattenkirk. Right? Um, so we had an absolutely jacked team that didn't get it done, yeah. right? And a lot of those guys moved up, moved on, obviously. You know, uh, Mojo was gone. Williams, Shattenkirk, you know, we said it. Alsner. Um, and, of course, we had to rely on just, like, you know, a guy like DSP. We literally plucked off the scrap heap. I mean, he was barely kind of hanging on to an NHL life uh, before we gave him a contract. And, you know, it was like that kind of blue-collar mentality he brought to the team and, and especially really brought to the playoffs. And, and uh, you know, it was a really bright, shining light for us. Um, we, we haven't really had that ever, frankly, from the Caps, where the bottom six really contributes as much as they had. And a lot of it goes to a guy like DSP just, just working hard – Playing his role to the best of his ability and, and taking complete advantage of every opportunity he had. And, and I think that's exactly it. It was it was taking advantage of every opportunity the way through when we were watching those highlight reels and the the goals. I mean, it was one of those things where you could almost feel the momentum within him grow mm-hmm. throughout. And I remember watching the cup run last year and remembering him standing out as this guy that like he just seemed to get stronger and stronger and just a more become a more confident player. And I thought he was a really great kind of you know, just window into what I imagined was that entire Caps team of, uh, of of that momentum building and, like, the most unlikely heroes, like, kind of coming up. And, man, yeah. And, and that last goal that, you know, where he tied the game up in game, was it game five, game six? Game five. Game five. Game five against Game five Vegas. against Vegas. Tied it in the third And period. I remember watching that live, and we had alluded to how this kind of whole run was, like, this video, like, Donkey Kong video game type thing where, like, you know, you've got Columbus... And then, uh, you know, which where immediately we thought we're out after being down two games. Yeah. And then the kind and of Tortorella guy who's destroyed us in the playoffs right. over the years. And then, you know, next thing you know, you, you've got you're squaring up against Pittsburgh, and like you get the opportunity to beat them, which is fantastic, and like yeah. get that get that notch off the belt. You go into Toronto, and then it was like the final boss. Do you remember we always talked about Mark Andre Fleury? For sure, the final boss. And that final goal that he set up against him in that uh, to tie it up in, in game five. And Flurry was just kind of down on his face. And I just remember yeah. seeing, like, this defeated video game boss. And the way that Flurry scored that goal was this, like, re- you know, ridiculous, like, off the skate, the flying, flying clip around. Across the ice, yeah. and, and I almost felt for Flurry in that moment where he probably was just like, well, there's just nothing I can do. Like, these guys are just putting it in. They're, like, taking advantage of every opportunity. Yeah. And that goal just kind of embodied that for me. Um, yeah. I mean, and despite just even the goals, you know, one of my favorite things about the Caps last year in the playoffs – was how they physically just wore down teams. No. And really, DSP was was probably one of the most physical players we had on the ice. Yeah. I mean, I, everybody talks about Wilson, OV, big boys. Oshi throws it around pretty damn good. But DSP was really – when he was on the ice, whether he was scoring or not, you knew he was out there. And, and he was a big part of why teams kind of just quit. Tampa Bay especially quit in Game 7. Yeah. Because DSP just – Guys like DSP made their presence known constantly. Um, just every every shift, just making sure it was a big a big time thing. Um, so it's it's pretty crazy that he's gone now. All of a sudden, um, you know, he had so many opportunities. Reports of like higher deals, more term to go other places, and um, yeah, he stuck it out here, and maybe not the ending he deserved, but uh, yeah. yeah. Sally, it, it is what it is. But so for you with DSP, um, 
with all those goals, we talk about all the seven goals he had, you know, big ones against Columbus, Tampa Bay, and Vegas. Are you um, – are we just straight up in agreement that tying goal was the biggest? Yeah, I mean – yeah, I mean, I think it has to be just in, in terms of. I mean, he had the what? He had a clinching goal in the Columbus series, which was, was um, pretty sick. I did believe he have a clinching I, goal. I believe that was the clinching goal in there. Uh, but I, yeah, that that I mean, that goal was just incredible. I mean, it was like an off the skate, and there were a lot of like. I think when we watched these reels, I mean, a talented player, a talented skater, like was able to like you know just, his puck location was fantastic. Clearly had a strong shot. I mean, yeah. some of those passes up to him where he yeah, just incredible. But that that I mean that has to be it, right? Like, yeah. I mean, without a doubt. Uh, without a doubt. To tie it up, people are starting to get that kind of thought where, like, oh, here we go again. Like, this is not the night. Um, and then, you know, Orpic, incredible play to keep the puck in. Chucks it down towards the net and just DSP. Just, like, superhero, super athletic move. Again, flying across the ice. Ducked it in there behind uh, Flurry. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, another huge moment from DSP that I got to go to immediately. Um, Tampa Bay. Yeah. Tampa Bay. Uh, Did we watch that game together? Are you talking about... Yeah, I think we're talking about the same goal. Game six. Yeah. Yeah. Did we watch it together? Is that uh, when I came down with the, uh, the sickness? I think that was when you were sick. So yeah. I don't know... I honestly don't know where I was for this one. I think I was in bed off a free Hulu subscription <laughs> watching it on my laptop. And Incredible, <laughs> oh, dude! It was I already have a stomachache when I watch Caps playoff game, so I can't imagine this was like full actually. body. Like if I cheered, I like would then probably go puke. It was I, just the worst. I really don't remember where I was for this game, but uh, maybe I'll really think about it and I can get back to you. But yeah, it's Tampa Bay. Caps started off the series super hot. I mean, everybody knows, right? If you're listening, you know. Um, Tampa Bay comes back strong. They're up on us in the series three to two. So it's the third period of Game Six. Um, we're only up a goal, okay? Yep. So it's one nothing. Uh, we clear the puck down the ice. Chandler Stevenson, that guy, fucking workhorse, busting his ass down the ice, washes out the icing, right. uh, and creates a loose puck that Jay Beagle corra- corrals on the right-hand side of the ice, hits it back down behind the net again where Stevenson is, and he just does that super slick little backhand pass right into the slot, and DSP is just right there, on the money, smacks it home, puts the caps up two zip, and that is just such a huge moment of the of the of the game. I mean, I think that was like 16 minutes, so four minutes into the third period, uh, to make it two zip, have that insurance goal yeah. in 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 a do or die game. I mean, that's massive because yeah. that next goal when it's when you're up one, the next goal is just just an absolute monster. Um, to me, that's number. Two biggest moment, but could be without the theatrics and like the you know the bias that we have towards that final goal. Like that could have easily been a number one. For um, sure, it uh, and it. Well, I mean, well, the amazing thing about there's that, an argument to be made to make it the first most important. Well, what goal. really sold me on that goal is when you said that puck was cleared down. You know, who cleared the puck was Smith Pelly. So he oh, did he really? He put the and I remember watching that and just seeing the beauty. And that's when I became more and more not more and more of a believer, but just started really being like, this guy's on. I mean. Not only had the clear the puck, which can be done, but he when you see when the puck was it Beagle that passed it back up to him or was it Stevenson? It was Stevenson who won the puck, right? And then Beagle got it on the half wall and pushed it back down to Stevenson. And if you worry, if you watch it, it's I mean he catches I mean Pelly's coming into the goal in yeah, perfect stride. Perfect timing. The timing was incredible. incredible. So for, for a guy to clear a puck, probably sit back, see how it's going to play out, and then have the foresight to come in to where he needs to be and put that away, it's incredible. 
Yeah. Incredible. And it was just, yeah. When you have your fourth, like, when, when you've got your fourth line, like, playing at that level, I mean, a team yes. has just got to figure, like, what, what can we do? And, and, and that's something the Caps never have had. Um, so for them to do that was amazing. And, and that, you know, to take the spotlight a little bit off of DSP um, and back to the team, you know, that was kind of the moment. Because that goal was not just DSPs necessarily. That was the fourth lines. Right. He just finished it. That goal, the Caps have never scored a goal like that in our lives. Exactly. I swear to God. It, was, it seemed well, like something well, that would happen to us. Because every other big series, when we're up that game, we're up in that game by a goal. Right. We never score the next one. We just hang on for dear life. Right. So to get that second insurance goal is when I was like, holy fuck. Like, we might be able to do this. These guys yeah. might be able yeah. to do this shit. Yeah. So that was such a turning point in this whole playoff run that like, because that game, man, I mean, that's it. If you lose that game, it's over. Yeah. And if Tampa Bay scores to tie it, you're starting to yeah. You're starting to have that oh shit moment. Yeah. Like like we've seen a million times with the Caps. So to get that goal, score two. You do know your mother's listening, right? Mom, <laughs> why why did you why did you why did you, why did you stop me like that? I had to get mom, you. Mom knows how it is. Listen, moms know everything. That's true. They've heard me in the basement. Sherry knows what you're gonna be saying. They've heard me in the basement. It's all good. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, for us to step on their throats, which is something the Caps have never done, was beautiful. To watch. Yeah. It was yeah. it was. Be- beating Pittsburgh and you know the whole kind of call of the demons have been exercised or whatnot. Like you don't want to be like you know you don't want to fizzle out in this next round. And that really was kind of a like all right, this is such new territory for us to be like putting these types of goals down. Like you're like okay, like I now believe I'm not just happy to be here. Yeah, like I can now look one level further because I mean you, ha- you got to get greedy. When you yeah, get to that round. absolutely. And I remember we had conversations about that. We were talking to CC like, about what that. Are we, what do we like? Do we think we can win this? Like, Except I mean, you got to go for it. You have to. You, you have, have to be to. all in on it, right? 100%. As fans, so um, yeah. And I mean, these are all moments that Smith Pelly gave us, that that Caps team gave us. But you know, I think I think he really embodied that playoff run as you know, he definitely was a standout player for me in that. I mean, yeah, obviously guys like Ovi Backstrom, Oshi. Um, I mean, could could off without a doubt with you know some of his incredible goals. But Smith Pelly was kind of that like spotlight. Fi- I don't know. For some reason, he really just stuck out to me throughout the entire series. So, um, yeah, it just feels very appropriate that we're doing uh, kind of a hundred percent little it, look back. I think it goes to not just even the goals why he stands out, but it was just his presence, man. You like you knew he was out there yeah. every time. Yeah. Whether it was just being physical as fuck, scoring goals, making great passes, just always in the right spot. And there's something to be said for a player when you're always in the right spot. Um, you always felt like he, he was playing that. hard. Like you watched him yes. play, and he just like he was, Effort was charging hard, one hundred percent, right? And you All saw that. So, um, um, yeah, man. Uh, another huge goal that I wanted to highlight of DSPs um, was in the first round, game six. Um, kind of in the same like same ilk of what we were just talking about, where it's kind of that extra goal to really go up. Okay, where it was game six, um, third period of the game. Uh, obviously, that's the one where we won the series, so we're up three to two. Um, but at the point, the third period opens, we're only up three two in the game as well. Um, and DSP scores a huge goal in that one uh, to make it four to two. So again, that's just uh, the insurance goal that's stepping on the throat that the Caps just never did before. Right. And to get that from the fourth line, I mean, what what yeah. what a jolt that was to the team. Yeah, and you can't even like. It's 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 so hard to say like what 
what kind of relief that must have been to guys like Ovi and Backstrom. Exactly. Who have had to score all the goals every single playoff round their entire careers to just know, like, to actually be able to believe a little bit that, you know what, like, the fourth line, they can get it done too. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I mean, so it's... Yeah, it, it, you, you know, that's why probably part of the reason why Ovi and Backstrom and those guys played out of their minds all the, the whole run too. Yeah, and you need to have that kind of depth. You need to have that kind of... That insurance where, you know, if your stars... Because you hear the other side of the story all the time, right? Like, you get to the big game or the big show, and your stars choke. So, yeah. you know, it, this allows for that. And so, it's uh, I think that's one of the reasons it did stand out so much, was seeing unlikely... Hero, you know, I mean, I'd say my Caps, like, knowledge and fandom being where it is. When a guy like Smith Pelly is consistently on your radar and you see him come through, you're like, wow, like, there's something else going on here. Like, this, these guys are... I mean, they believe. I mean, they're they're playing playing it to the end. Yeah. So yeah, it was a lot of really really pivotal goals coming from uh, came from him. Yep. Which man. And so sadly, you know, he never was really able to carry that momentum over into this season. Yeah. Um, you know, he's on like a thirty something game scoreless streak. Right. Or goalless streak, I should say. Um, it just hasn't really been going right for him. You know, honestly, I I never thought we should have brought him back this season. Yeah, I I, f- I feel like, and we were kind of talking about this on the group chat earlier today. Like baseball, you see this a lot too. We're kind of just you know bottom of the order guys get big hits. Yeah, they kind of just play over their heads for a little bit. And generally, I think it's kind of better just to move on from those guys. Like they had their yeah they had their moment, so to speak. Um, so I generally think it's better just to move on from them, but. Like one year contract hard, with waiver option as we did. It was did. a good contract for the team. Very low risk. I, I, I feel horrible for DSP. I think, again, like fourth liners like him, when you have an opportunity like that to cash in and make money, you need to do it. Yeah. Because a guy like Ovechkin can sign a loyalty contract because he's already gotten his. Yeah. DSP, I mean, I hate to say it. He just missed his best chance to really to capitalize on that. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, you think maybe he maybe he wanted to stay, right? Like, I mean, maybe there was. Uh, a, he obviously wanted right? to stay, hundred percent. I mean, I'll look. I love him for it. Yeah. I just maybe for himself, it wasn't exactly the best. Yeah, one. He's probably pretty. He seemed like um, a pretty happy guy, pretty centered. He was where he wanted to be. Obviously, he he may not have been in a Paisano's commercial had he not stayed. That was a great. And listen, what puts you move. more in the Washington D.C. Sports Hall of Fame? Than being in an Eastern Motors, I was going to say, there's or two Paisano, there's one other commercial. company. Yeah, that's it. So listen, he's done that. He was up there with Burakovsky. That could be kind of a funny. Uh, if Burakovsky kind of gets funny, traded, uh, that would be a funny thing. Maybe, yeah, maybe there's something that we didn't know. Yeah. So. Uh, um, so yeah. Anyways, I guess looking ahead, real quick before we wrap this up. Um, like we, like I said earlier in the podcast, you know, DSP was waived as part of a bigger move. Um, we clear his salary and then clear whatever player we trade. Um, so there's been a couple rumors out there today. Um, the one I've seen the most, at least, um, is us trading for some of the some of the forwards from the LA Knights, who we just played. Um, we they're they're not doing too good. They're an older team. They're kind of out of it. Um, so they look to be one of the few teams that's kind of a seller. At the deadline, the the cool thing about hockey, just real quickly, uh, everybody's in it. It's not like basketball where you kind of know. You mean the LA Kings? What I say? Knights. Kings. Nice. Thinking Vegas Knights. We did I definitely Knights. look up to make sure there wasn't an LA? <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Um, but the cool thing about hockey <laughs> is like 
there's legitimately 10 teams that can win the cup this year. No. At least. Basketball, what is it? One? Three. Three. Who's going to be Golden State? Golden State, LeBron James, and then the Wizards. Yeah, that's, that's, that sounds about right. Top three contenders, yeah, right? Sure, yeah, okay. sure. We'll go with it. It's a t-shirt coming, um, coming soon. But so yeah, LA is like one of the few sellers at the deadline. Um, the players I've seen linked most often, a guy Trevor Lewis, don't know anything about him. A guy Kyle Clifford. Going on the homework list. My brother uh, is a big hockey fan, told me he's a slightly better Wardo. Or not Wardo, DSP, Jesus, that was like... Not cool. <laughs> um, but the third player, Carl Haglin. You mentioned this over, you mentioned this over drinks earlier. Carl Haglin. Uh, notorious Caps killer, both with the New York Rangers and then with the Pittsburgh Penguins. I remember it well. I felt really weird reading that, that Haglin is a player that really makes a lot of sense. Yeah. How do you feel about that, Matt? You know, um, I've kind of, you know, with sports, you kind of, you, you come to learn that, like, Daniel Murphy, you know, just these little moments of, like, getting these, like, player. When someone's wearing your jersey, it's really easy. Yeah, to, but Daniel Murphy never really hurt us. That's true. I, I took that back pretty quickly. It was, uh, there's a better example out there. You know, I mean, with hockey, like, I think my investment level in terms of, like, these these rivalries and hatreds are uh, not probably not as fueled as yours. Um, probably true. So I'm, I'm, frankly, a little more interested to hear how does that make you feel? Wow. First of all, it's a great cop-out answer. Wasn't that great? It was a great you like how I, You like how I, yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to say that <laughs> before I answer. Call-out is real. <laughs> um, I feel really weird about it. Like yeah. Really, really weird. But I don't know, man. I think the feeling... If we're able to beat the Penguins with Carl Hagelin on our team, would be pretty fucking cool. No, yeah. like really cool. Um, I mean, this is all bonus territory for us right now, right? Like we've got a cup. This is like going wherever we just go in terms of the playoffs this year is fun. Like anybody that's a part of the team that makes that happen. Like, I mean, yeah. Reardon's a new guy and all this. Like it's it's it'll be such a new formula. And like to be honest with you, I have no idea how I'm gonna feel like in the first few rounds of the playoffs no with clue. this new team. No clue. Just with having had the experience we had last year this whole season has been uncharted it just feels weird territory and not in a bad way it's just all like i don't i know where it's, to invest it's, it's very weird in just weird watching these games without that stress and that annoyance of never having right. won a cup right because that was such an experience of being a Cavs fan yeah was this is a great to watch but we've never won a cup and now we won it it's like what the fuck yeah yeah how to go into it right like, i still Part of me still doesn't believe it's real. No, I still don't believe it really happened. I still remember the feeling of 02 going into Columbus and just being like, well, here we go. Yeah. I'm going to have, you know, do something else. So it's, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think I'll probably have better definition for it, like, as the season kind of winds down. And honestly, as I have other options, there's no other options for DC sports right now, really, right? Like, watching Not really. games. I mean, you got, got caps right now. No DC United starting up in like a DC week. DC United starts in like a week or so. And, um, blah, blah, blah. Nats are like in a month. Reporting soon. So I think like once the sports kind of wheel starts going, March is coming in basketball. West Virginia is kill. Uh, oh, wait, no, they're not. Mean, they suck. Yeah, they're terrible. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, so I don't think we really answered the question at all. Um, walked around it. Walked way around it. Look, 
if Bryce Harper is about to be a Philadelphia Philly, Carl Hagelin can be a Washington Capitol. <laughs> it's a hot take. That's all I'll say. I like that. I That's like all that. I'll say. Will it be weird? Yes, but so will Bryce in a Philly. Sports jersey. is weird. Sports is Sports weird. is weird, man. Sports is very weird. Remember, it's uh, something so much. You're rooting for the clothing. Yeah, for sure. You're rooting for the clothing. Um, so I will say, as far as Hagelin goes, great player, or not great player anymore necessarily, speedy player. The biggest problem with the Caps right now is we're not winning any faceoffs at all. And Hagelin doesn't help us fix that problem. I'm not much of a hockey guy. I love the Caps, but I don't know the league. So I don't know who out there helps us in the faceoff dot or whatever. But any move the Caps make down the stretch should be to increase our faceoff winning percentage. Basically get that, if we can find it, that Jay Beagle type yeah. who can just win faceoffs and kill penalties and then just not fuck up when they're on the ice. Yeah, That's really what we need. We don't need Carl Hagelin. You really, you look so uncomfortable. About I am uncomfortable. Extremely uncomfortable. I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> but I mean, if we if we if we get Hagelin, that means we probably trade Andre Perakovsky, and I don't think that's a great deal for the team. Yeah. Like Hagelin's older, and like at this point, they're probably the same player. So yeah. I don't really understand that move. Um, gotcha. It's like what, a very Alex Smith, Kirk Cousins style trade. Would you say? Yeah, because it's worse for the team. No. Um, honestly, what I think is going to happen is we're going to trade um, Dimitri Jas- Yaskin. Jaskin, I don't know how to say his last name. Uh, I think we're going to trade him for another fourth liner. Whether it's one of those other two guys I mentioned for LA or just somebody else, I think there's going to be an addition to the fourth line. Nice. That is what, that's my prediction. So we'll see. Very good. So until then, we'll. Uh, I guess wrap this up for today. And you think we did DSP justice there? That was a good... Uh, I hope so. Yeah? I hope so. Yeah. You know, he I mean, he was a hell of a player here. I mean, he'll always be like an important part of that like run, a, a, a strong part of the Could memory. Legend here for the rest of his life. Yeah. I was thumbing through Twitter earlier and just seeing like all the individual tributes if you kind of just look through uh, the hashtags of his name and, and whatnot. And so, you know, I, I think it's... Yeah, I think a lot of people feel the same way, so... I think it's definitely appropriate to just you know take this 20, 25 minutes to just give him a proper thank you and uh, God what a what a, I think uh, yeah kind of a cool first look back at that run and that that series that we never really took the time to pick apart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever be ready. I don't. I mean, I like we just said we still don't really accept that it happened. Yeah. So. So we'll miss DSP. Um, someone else will step up in his shoes, hopefully, or skates. I guess you should say. Um, Hopefully we're not doing a Burakovsky tribute. Uh, we can just be doing one of these for any cap if they leave. I don't think going to get a tribute. Not everybody gets a tribute. Not everyone like gets this. a tribute. Ooh, there you go. You hear that, DSP? Not too bad. No, no way. Um, um, so we love DSP. Love, you know, love what he brought to the team, to the city. I mean, countless, countless stories on the Russian Machine Never Breaks blog of him. You know, going to elementary schools and. Um, supporting other hockey teams. I mean, you can't ignore the fact that a black hockey player in D.C. Yep. Uh, is a really very meaningful thing yeah, absolutely. to a lot of kids around town. And um, and he he accepted that responsibility on his shoulders in like a really amazing way and yeah. was was a, a really good role model to, to the kids and stuff. So Yeah, absolutely. Helps grow the sport. and uh, For sure. Yeah. I heard he, is he friends with Drake, you think? Toronto boys, right? It's a good question. We'll have to find out. Well, if DSP ever wants to come on and talk about it. Yeah. 
Dude, let's... It's the first question. Absolutely. Do you have Drake's number? You friends with Drake? Can we call him? <laughs> awesome. Well, things to look forward to. I think we'll be talking some DC United here in the next yep. little bit as the season starts up. Uh, as baseball and, and inevitably there'll be some sort of news with Bryce Harper. Manny Machado going to the Padres, Padres. recently has spurred all types of uh, kind of speculation there. We're not going to get into it. I don't have the time or fucks to We're give. just not ready to run with <laughs> stuff. No. But, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, yeah, and we hope to check back in with you guys in the, uh, in the next little bit. Yep, absolutely. See ya. Later.